Welcome to the Volgarod Tours, where we... <clears throat> God, it's been like... I'm Jason. A month <laughs> since we've done this. Uh, well, that was a nice thing having a backlog. We, we're going to have to do another twofer so we can catch back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. Uh, yeah, girl. We can talk about that later. <laughs> but that sounds awful. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Let's go, dude. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you'll, I'll, you'll find me dead in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Self-immolation. <to> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Volgarat Tours, where we explore the filmographies of genre filmmakers. We are currently in the midst of our series on the films of Zack Snyder. This week we are talking Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. I'm Paco. I'm Jason. I'm Evan. And I'm Terry. The Guardians of Gahul. And for some reason, they're all Australian. Because it was, right? I think it's an Australian nice. book. I think the writer is Australian. And yeah. it was all like the, Terry. You were saying in the uh, group chat that it was um, like the the studio that animated it was in Australia or New Zealand, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was in Australia. I think all of those birds are from North America, though, which is interesting. But. Um, like most owls, <laughs> superior. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, they all have accents. And uh, wait, is this this is the one with Sam Neill, right? He's in this. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Neill. <Yeah. laughs> this is the one yeah. with Sam Neill. He played one of the three hundred yeah. birds. Yeah. Yes, Sam. Yeah, Neal. he plays half um, of the Australia one that... was in this movie. Yeah. Lee so Wanell. You. Holy yeah, you shit. have Lee Wanell, and also you have Hugo Weaving, who plays two of the owls. Uh, Ryan yeah. Quentin, or whatever. We have a Dead yeah. Silence reunion. We have a Dead Silence dude, reunion. He was silence. There. That's pretty wow. Yeah, dude, everybody's in this movie. And, and everybody dude, yeah, it's is a great fucking cast. Australian. That's yeah, so Hugo weird. Weaving. They're just well, all is, fucking is, Australian. That's so weird. Is Samuel Australian or is he New Zealand? Uh, I think he's or, New Zealand. Um, I think he's okay. New Zealand, yeah. Because I just watched Hunt for the Wilder People, and that's a New Zealand flick, and Sam oh, Samuel's in that. amazing in that. I love that fucking movie. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're talking about owls. Uh, Who? Who? Anyways. What, are you fucking owl? <laughs> so about those owls. <laughs> well, so, okay. let's. We've been glossing over this, okay? But... This uh, came out in 2010. We didn't really gloss over it. It's based on a series by Catherine Lasky. Um, Warner Brothers apparently bought the rights back in 2005, and Snyder came on board in 2008. The budget was around $80 million or so, with a return of $150 million as, as the million dollars as the gross. Um, I think, personally, the, like I was kind of lukewarm to it. Like I, I enjoyed it. But I was kind of more surprised by the like Watchmen than this. Like those two movies yeah. didn't complement each other. It's mm-hmm. like Gahul well, feels more of like an impersonal. The trajectory of Snyder's career up to now is all hard R-rated movies. Uh, you know, and the last two have been like visually stunning, which this is. But to go. Uh, Dawn of the Dead 300 
Watchmen in this. It's even more of a uh, tonal shock. And he said that he made this so that his kids could watch one of his movies, which I get. Um, yeah, but, right, is it? Yeah, it's just so weird. It it really feels like he's still trying to make like a darker movie, which he seems to be drawn yeah. to doing. Uh, Absolutely. While also trying to make a kids movie. And I have to say, this movie would fuck me up if I was like a kid and watching it. <laughs> like if it's I was eight years kids. old, it, there's some terrifying shit in this movie. But I don't think well, it's, it's any, it's not any scarier than other children's films. Like, Think about like <clears throat> Mufasa falling off the cliff, or like uh, Shen Yu, or whatever in Mulan, the the Han guy. I mean, like I don't I think, think it's more scary. I think the hyper realism perhaps like helps mm-hmm. some of that sort of thing, because they are. And I think that's actually kind of a failing is that the hyper realism uh, it's difficult to distinguish individual yeah. owls. I, I wish that they were a little more caricatured. But I I agree it yeah, does make exactly. it seem more realistic and that like the fire scene and stuff like that scene was like mm-hmm. legitimately kind of like uh, uh, tense you know well, yeah so I thought that the 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 CGI was super lush like all the animation is gorgeous like yeah. all oh, of yeah. the ways mm-hmm. that like the feathers ruffle it, yeah, like they clearly studied totally. birds movements of birds like from blinking animations to like just random quirks that birds have in a way that that's just fascinating but then you mix it with this like fantasy element where there's these like humongous temples or whatever and these huge ancient and ruins and environments and it's like creating this world and and one of the owls like plays the guitar or something and it's so strange because i'm not able to fully lean into like okay this is a fantasy world where there's a not like a hierarchy, but there's like a a world that these owls are a part of um, that I can understand the context of certain things or like them going to these huge structures, but who built those structures and things. And then it's, yeah. it's not, well, but the owls comedy. did like if, if the owls can, can build a, like, sh- like blacksmith sharpened talons, like to use as mm-hmm. weapons in battle and like helms, then they can absolutely build a big temple. Which like that was, that's don't, are, are you doing some ancient alien stuff on these owls, Jay? Well, no, like but also there, um, there are other creatures in like that's the thing that kind of confuses me. It's like everything is it's about the owls, and they seem to be the more, I don't know, the hierarchical animals of yeah. this world. But yet there are are animals. Well, there is the Tasmanian There's, devil, and they do the Top Gun effect where it's like they put a visor over the face, so they do like the red eye, like like camera yes. pictures, so that you can't. Oh, the the red eye animals are the bad guys. Yeah, and anyone it's, else, unless <laughs> exactly. you're moon blinked, then you're nothing. So if you have original feathers and you have eyes that move, then you're a character. I don't know. Like, it's well, under- except for the snake. They also make uh, bats the bad guys, and the yeah. Sl- I don't get it. There's a snake. The teacher. snake is. Yeah. Why is she like the uh, the what do they call him? Like the, the uh, nursemaid. Yeah, the nursemaid. Thank you. But yeah, that I, I was definitely confused by that. Like, is it's obviously a part of the books. I like went through a um, a, like a Wikipedia just like synopsis of what the because apparently the movie is, covers the first three books. Mm-hmm. And so I just like read the synopsis to see how accurate it was. And for like the first couple books, it seems like he, like Zack Snyder, does his best to follow almost exactly what the events that happen in the 
first and second book. And then the third, he kind of takes liberties because um, it's like that final battle. But then, of course, there's like six or seven more books after the first three mm-hmm. that follow kind of what the end of the movie alludes to is that um, what's-his-face is the, 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 the good guy, the protagonist's brother does survive that fight in the fire and he becomes a bad guy later. Whatever. Which Soren I love yeah, how Clyde. they... One of my favorite Soren, things is it. when movies set up sequels that never happen. Like yeah, uh, know, right? Super Mario Bros. <laughs> it's so blatant. Uh, it's just called... It's like Babe Ruth pointing to where he's going to hit the home run and then like getting beamed in the nuts, you know? It fucking rules. I love it every time. <laughs> Or, or like the history of the world part one. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Well, cause like history, or like um, what is it? Kung Pao into the fist does the same thing. But I yeah. feel like in those senses, they're doing it as a joke that yeah. they don't really have have, you know, what is it? They 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 don't actually have the idea in mind. They're just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, this one is it, definitely like they're they're. They're probably looking for a sequel, and it just never happened. Well, I mean, it is part of a successful line of kids' books, and I think the movie takes maybe the first three books and yeah. condenses them into one movie. And I think they're for like younger kids, like seven-year-olds, like like the Magic it's Tree not House young or adults or stuff. Or, like, I don't think it's young adults. I think it's like a younger, um, um, more of like I thought it was hard... like Redwall stuff because it seems yeah. it seems still rather dark. Yeah, yeah that's the ones thing. Are the bad guys the, and but, like the cool are the But the, the thing Jedi. is, those are aimed at older kids because this does kind of feel like it's aimed at that like five to seven year old thing uh, with everything else. And but it's like know. the Red Ball books think are are aimed at like ten ish, like ten to twelve year olds. Yeah, um, and they're a little, you know, a little more advanced, a little more politically yeah. advanced. Kids are starting <laughs> to vote now, and like. But but I think this one has a seriousness where there's just a void where there's no humor and any of the humor no, is really that's, not. I completely disagree. There's not no humor. There's this really serious tone <laughs> of like Zack Snyder, and then there is. Uh, oh wait, we're making a kids movie. We have to have this really dumb like kids movie humor in it. Like, and I think that's more jarring than having no humor. Yeah, I I, I like that it's sparse because it's so jarring. Because I like the guy who played the guitar or whatever. I didn't give a fuck about him at all. Like God, I don't that know. character I don't is so annoying. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. And Zack Snyder admitted that he didn't have the any experience in animation and didn't know what he was doing. And he was quoted as saying that the whole process felt impersonal, which I I totally can understand. Like from the results of the movie, it just doesn't have like I do appreciate it, and it hits all the p's and q's of like what you need to do in a script. And it genuinely, like, it was pleasing to watch. Like, the the CGI, the animation, the, like, I clearly understood what, uh, that my, the the characters, what our main characters needed to do, who the bad, like, some movies don't go abide by those, uh, Mm -hmm. those items. But um, Zack Snyder is quoted as saying, um, for me, I just felt like the experience that I had as a kid at the movies where it's the most richest and vibrant experiences, which are rare, um, stuff like uh, Star Wars and Watership Down. Uh, kids are even familiar now with the formula of children's films, so in some ways, I wanted to slightly subvert this film for kids where their shit got taken seriously and where their experience wasn't a joke or looked down upon, but still done in their language. 
end quote. See, and I feel like that is Zack Snyder in a nutshell. He's trying to subvert things he doesn't understand. <laughs> and in Classic. the process, he ends up just kind of falling on his face. Like, I don't feel like it's subversive. I feel like it doesn't read as someone who understands what they're doing and trying to undermine it. It feels like someone who doesn't understand what they're doing. And I, I think that's the <laughs> issue with Snyder from this point on is he is trying to break conventions and try new things, which I respect. Like, I think more filmmakers need to do that. But I feel like he's doing it without grasping what the conventions that need to be subverted are and what aren't things that really work if you subvert. Like, at a certain point, it doesn't become narratively satisfying if you're just trying to challenge audience expectations and not focusing as well on trying to tell a interesting story. Well, I mean, there there is the slow motion 300 style action sequences with birds in armor, so it's kind of which like it are, has his which fingerprints. Which are cool as fuck, though. They're cool. They're pretty cool. But like it has his fingerprints on like a bunch of little aspects of the movie, but I also do feel that it's kind of like cruise control where you're leaving it largely to your producers and the animation supervise like there's so many other people that are part of that process and especially him joining you know three four years down the line from when they started working on it it kind of makes sense but i really uh didn't not in like this is a bad way of saying it i didn't not enjoy it i did i wouldn't necessarily think to watch it again but it wasn't as bad as i was expecting i was thinking of the whole crop that this one would uh would hurt me the most and I was actually surprised by like, oh, Helen Mirren is fantastic. Like the voice cast is great. The score is beautiful. Um, it, I mean, they even during the fire scene at the end, they use the music from the mist that's at really? the end where uh, not to spoil. Is it spoilers? Oh, for I a movie that came out. It's still it's spoilers. But at the they're using this music that I equate I think it was a popular song in the 90s or something at one point but it's largely something I equate to like the final <laughs> scene of the mist. And seeing that in this movie like floored me. Um and uh so David Hirschfelder uh handled the score um as opposed to Tyler Bates who was uh Snyder's previous collaborator for a bunch of his movies and uh hirschfelder also is an australian composer as well who worked with uh paco's favorite Boz lerman on strictly ballroom yeah. and australia and also Catherine bigelow's the weight of water if you've ever seen that um just a, a beautiful uh music i was kind of struck by in this movie too i didn't know if you all had that same yeah, I thought uh, it fit well. honestly yeah. like it fits i, the I really snyder too yeah I, I really did like this movie like it it I, this is going to be controversial amongst this audience mm-hmm. i'm sure but uh it was my second favorite snyder movie so far Dude, that is yeah. mind-blowing that's <laughs> that is a little mind-blowing but i i'm almost there too with kind of like okay as much as i didn't watch dawn of the dead with you guys but i imagine i would appreciate it for, like the way that you guys did mm-hmm. um i liked 300 not not for like all the right reasons that like Zack Snyder might want me to like it the movie, but it's fucking badass. But also, I do put this one at a little bit of a 
top tier. Like, I, I honestly have thought about, like, I'm going to go watch it again. I watched it. I watched it with my girlfriend. Did and she like the, it too? Yeah, and yesterday she was like, where did we watch it? Because I kind of want to watch it again. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's just a fun animated movie. And also, I See, have a weird affinity for owls. They're oh, adorable. That, um, they're, and the way they do them in this movie, me. they're fucking cute as shit. Yeah. Like, I, this movie is, like, it's it's not a great story. And I do think the narrative, it's, you know, it's gr- great for kids because it's easy enough to follow. But well, like, like right. the kids should, they should have a deeper understanding of the Pelatorium, their place. <laughs> they, you know, sometimes you have to get kidnapped or owl napped out of your house. Uh, and sometimes you, know, you gotta listen to your gizzards. Off of these pellets that are uh, coughed up as owl Did you guys balls? never have to, um, like, dissect those in grade school? Yeah. No. Yeah. I didn't have to what? dissect dude, awesome. it in grade yeah, school. Dude, it was great uh, to find, like, this was the first time I knew what a pellet was. Really? Yeah. I just like, don't we had remember to dissect how them nasty and you pull that... out all the mice bones. Yeah, and they're then we would so try cool. to, like, and the kids, no, would, they would make they us smell like, so try to reconstruct an entire mouse out of it. Because uh, both my parents are biologists. I remember doing it when I was like three or four years old. Uh, we just found some and we took them home and looked at them under the microscope. And they're just like hair and bones and all these little things. And they're yeah. fucking rad. Um, yeah. I will say I did not like this movie at all. I think visually <laughs> it's uh, very Surprise, well executed. ding, ding. Hey, man, I... I up to no, this you point, give it a fair shake. Uh, I was like, "Am I going to be Snyder pilled?" Because I've really enjoyed the first three movies. Dude, you were scaring and, me, and some of the some of your messages in the group chat. I was like about to do an intervention on you. I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that you hit your wall eventually. No, but he's we I, get it. I Paco, think he's Dawn kind of the, of the dead, dead, and both Savant. versions are great. But I, I, think I get the idiot. Someone Savant. else needs to write his scripts and. Uh, like that someone should not be people writing a children's movie. Like, and like the thing is, I, there are, there's no reason that kids movies shouldn't be as well written as adult movies. I think everyone totally agree to Ghibli to whatever. I watched one the other day. That. And it's, this is just, it, I, it wouldn't, past muster as a movie for adults and it's it shouldn't as one for kids either it's really poorly written and like, well okay but if we want to if we want to use that are, test for snyder's other films though that we might give some interesting results yes but i think in the other films there are uh interesting dynamics as counterweights where is this one it just feels kind of very haphazard and slapdash because you've got the comedic shit one scene and then you've got owl Nazis the next scene and then you've got like owl junkies or whatever the stuff with that like Helen Mirren is like yeah. making you feel aroused in certain ways and you're like <laughs> As a why, what's owl? going on here what the <laughs> hell is going on here Helen Mirren why are you doing this to me I mean f- like us like figuratively yeah figuratively you know, of course. A, a p- potential yeah. viewers yeah, and buddy. stuff could be I'm like questioning girl. you know okay maybe owls are kind of hot maybe <laughs> Helen Mirren's voice hey the internet exists we can, can all I go pet owls at the zoo yeah. Yes. Does someone want to start an owl observatory view, viewer tour? Should I be concerned to go to an yeah. aviary? Also, <laughs> how dumb is the idea that owls can't look at the moon? 
Like, I, that's, I thought that that's was not a real thing. Right? I don't think it's, it doesn't think make it's sense because it's like look they're at the fucking moon, said they can't like fall asleep under the moon. If they, yeah. yes, that if they so stare much at it. <laughs> well, yeah, but owls, owls are nocturnal creatures. They don't. They hunt at night, so they wouldn't fall asleep under the moon. Yeah. That's not a thing that would happen. Oh, that does make sense. Okay. I yeah. don't know. I like, it's, don't it's, it's know far-fetched, I, but okay. I... I, it, I found this I movie... I found this movie unoffensive, honestly. I, I feel like it was, like, middle of the water. But it, you bring up something really interesting, especially recently that Space Jam 2 or whatever has come out. What do you guys think of the idea, like, I think we've gotten used to the fact that, like, most Pixar movies are well-written, where adults can connect with them the same as kids. Do you think that that's important, like, in some of the longevity of some of these classic kind of kid-friendly movies, kids' movies? Um, Like, do you think this movie has the longevity there? I, I I think it's always been important to have those elements because like even if you look back at like like fables and stuff, there's still like a a sort of an element of enjoyment for adults there too. And I think that like even older Disney movies aren't strictly for children and they never have been. And I mean even going way back, uh, this one I think um, in some ways is almost kind of timely uh, because of some of the themes that it addresses. Uh, but whether those will be relevant in the future, I'm not so sure. I mean, I think you can kind of understand like a tyrannical. Uh, but do you like, do you think that movies have to be written differently for kids than adults, or do you think Pixar and some of these other studios yes. have broken that? Like, for instance, with Space Jam Two, one of the big criticisms is people were going like, "Well, of course it sucks. It's for kids." But then it's like that's bullshit. Well, no, I, I, like, I think you, kids' why, movies can like, be written well, but I think they also have to be written for children. Like the, you can yeah. do both. It's not they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. They kind of have to like, be because the, the parents are the books. ones who are paying for the tickets and have to be there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think parents really get to choose. I think it's more the kid is like, please, 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 can we go? Uh, I mean, but, maybe but, your parents didn't like, get to choose, but my parents certainly exercised some restraint on me. Oh really? I I was basically allowed to see whatever uh, when I was oh, a kid. Oh no, I I we I had to like negotiate for certain movies. It was like a it was like a bargaining thing. Really? That's interesting. Oh, oh dude, yeah, I got turned down on a bunch Can of you, things that I wanted to see. Okay, hit us. Can with a you couple remember any of the ones you got turned down? Well, so, so the one that the one that sticks out to me the most is that when the first Fast and the Furious movie came out, I really wanted to see it, mm. and I could not convince anyone to take me and i went to the movies with my aunt and she was like what do you want to see and i was like fast and the furious and she was like loud car movie nope and so we went and saw uh the first tomb raider movie instead (laughs) dude how weird this all comes so full circle terry you've always wanted to be a fast and furious fan and look at look at you now you're in the fast lane dude you're in the fast lane (laughs) like you get a beat family you're a fucking family when you're here your family terry Dude, yeah, those movies are like Olive Garden. <laughs> like if Vin Diesel makes it apparent. I, I'm dude, loving all these memes I've been seeing, actually, of people for some reason. I Maybe it's because Fast 9's been coming out. Probably mm-hmm. because of probably that. But using Fast a lot 9. of the, uh, it's about family or some shit. Like Vin <laughs> Diesel, like being in memes, talking about family. Yeah, it's it's just prolonged eye contact where someone is like putting Parmesan on his pasta. He's yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we're family, but this friend, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, is just with a grater. Just yeah, dude, some hot goss. 
The Rock not oh. returning to the Fast series mm-hmm. for like two. Wait, really? who isn't the Rock? The Rock. He's the Rock. The he's out. made him so mad. He DJ, left. DJ, bro. Does he need it though? No. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no. They're, they're making a television be, show. It's fucking... like Jungle Cruise. Yeah, Jungle Cruise. No, based dude, the, off of the Rock another rules. Ride. God damn. But also, they're the they're making a, a television show based on his life. Like everyone hates Chris, but like Little Rocky or something. Yeah, I mean that actually That's makes sense because his childhood sounds interesting because he was raised by professional does, yeah. wrestlers. Um, right. What's cooking yeah. with but, Dwayne? <laughs> like, he's made like two good movies and I don't know. I I'm gonna respectfully you know, disagree with you, Paco, but I appreciate your your uh, fervor. Okay, name more than two good movies with The Rock in them. Terry, can you disrespectfully disagree? What would that sound like? <laughs> yeah, right. well, hey, I'm wrong. I'm trying to be more civil than we normally are because Paco and I sometimes end up yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying name more than two, and other than Fast Five and name seven, more than like. Two. Oh come on, <laughs> dude! That's unfair because those are the two. No, why? I why I was going um, to say Fast Five and Seven, but I can also say uh, that he was good in uh, and I, I said this before, Pain right? Yeah, I mean, I know you boys like Pain and Gain, uh, but no, like Baywatch works in a way that it shouldn't, and I it's weird. Oh, that's right. I remember you mentioned. That. I know, I know. It's a hot oh, take. Man. I'm bringing it every back. Time, every time, Zach. Every time you ever rip my taste in movies again i'm just gonna be like so the guy who likes baywatch but that's that's fine Remember, because you I, like I can, I, there's probably like 10 movies that i could do that for you like it's fine we would oh, yeah. have movies Easily. that would hate that's true yeah that is true right? so i think that's paco's point is he's like i don't give a fuck this I is gonna devolve do, into like nickname territory of like hey owl boy <laughs> what do you think about this movie versus uh the owl movie man i i will say i it's been a while but like it's been a while with the, i remember liking the rundown exactly. one it's been a while i remember like i remember liking the rundown sean with sean william scott and what's that it, other one walking tall walking those are tall. kind of like is that the remake of, it's a uh, remake it's the yeah. remake of the joe don yeah, baker movie yeah yeah and I feel like I remember watching those, and I'm like, these are dumb, but they're actually pretty fun. With and the Rock is pretty great. This was like when he had hair, which was really weird to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, widow's peak and stuff. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> he was at his peak. Yeah. His widow's peak. And, and also another fun Rock movie, Paco, is Fast Eight: Fate of the Furious. Oh, he's what? in that one too. Yeah, dude, he does a haka with a girls' soccer team. It's like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Damn. Huh. Moana, but that's animated. Oh, he's yeah. good in Jumanji. I I love him in those those cute little Jumanji movies. Never saw him, but they look fun. To bring us back full circle to owls, Moana is a great example of writing a children's movie that is also just a well told story. Like it feels Damn. cohesive. It has characters you understand and have traits beyond like the excited one or the scared one uh those characters grow and change and god i haven't I seen that that sounds dope well so like i, I think the pieces are it's here i think snyder's the wrong person for this for this film though like like obviously See, those things like, are but... present in the books they're, they're they have to I be present like... in the books though someone just they did a bad adaptation Yes, but that's not just on the director. That's yeah. With animation, so much is on the writers. 
Uh, oh yeah, no, I, I I blame everyone involved, but like Snyder's just the one he's <laughs> taking the he's taking the punches. That's all. I feel like this was a paycheck one and one for his kids and as a buffer between yeah. this and then what Man would be his personal project next with Sucker Punch. Oh, Sucker mm. Punch, that's right. You. I'm excited uh, to talk. I've never finished that before, so I'm excited to, uh, to check that out. Well, Moana, but also Sucker Punch. <laughs> yeah. I will say uh, this is our this is our first <laughs> animated film that we're covering. Yeah, um, that's true. I, it wouldn't be yeah. it wouldn't be my choice as our first yeah. animated film that we cover, Ooh, but it I is, think about and I would that. like to know. I'd like to um, talk about, or at least like pick your brain, particularly Paco, as somebody who has experience with and both experience in the workplace as well as in school um, about directing with directing, and also pick your brain about how do you how do you even direct an animated film. How does so, that translate from I have live basically action to no experience with animation. Uh, so yeah. what I know is more or less just from what I've watched on YouTube and what I've learned from podcasts and stuff. But essentially, uh, it is fairly similar in that you pick your shots and storyboard them and then have animators animate full scenes uh, with the shots that you chose, but you can go back and make changes, but it's very difficult. Like you essentially lay out what you want at the very start in terms of your shots, uh, because that's the most time consuming part. And then you have to try to deliver performances on top of that. And again, I could be completely mistaken, and I'm sure a lot of them are very different. Um, and this is obviously different for computer animation to a point than it is for. Yeah, uh, I was just going to ask the differences between traditional because I I feel like you could, if you're using 3D models especially, I think you have a, some certain limitations are lifted that you wouldn't have in a traditional format. Mm-hmm. Well, and also for somebody like Snyder, who ha- he is. We're considering an auteur, but he's not like somebody like Satoshi Kon or Miyazaki who are anim, particularly creators of animated, how to put this, animated material. He's mm-hmm. he's generally a, or this is his only animated film, um, so he doesn't really, his, his creative drive is towards... Hang on, movies, he, he might have a director's like credit on uh, the Watchmen motion comic. Uh, I, which, I'm just with, saying that in in a would way... Would technically be animation. In a way, you might be able to say that Sucker Punch is an animated film. Because of all the CGI. But we'll save that. That's, I feel like, but... I don't know, it there, looks like a lot of practical action and stuff in that movie. Yeah, they like, actually went like back in time, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there's like a period piece where it's like World War II. Or... You know, it looks, they just went I'm to Andy so and Bax and got a bunch week. of... I, I'm just, I'm nervous that I'm going to like it too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Already figured that one out. But I think it is, I don't know, like... As as a director for an animated film, does he do a good job at it? I don't really know how I, to even like. Yeah, I, uh, I I think it's right that. to point out that it's like the product of like a big a big team, 
But I but I think Jason and you said it in like a more diplomatic way, and Paco just saying that like for uh, going after its flaws. But I, I'm not sure this will stand the test of time. But I do think that it's. On its own merits, and even like ten years out, I still think it's a solid film, and I probably would rewatch it. Like, I, I there are definitely better kids movies, but there's always going to be a better movie. Like this one's still watchable, and I think that's what counts. Like, well, yeah. it doesn't have that like odor of you know those movies that are written f- for kids, but they're just like it's like Boss Baby, where it's like fart jokes and like who's that uh, fluffy. Uh, oh, and Gabriel Guth. Yeah, it's like if I see his name in the credits, I know exactly what I'm getting. Where it's like sure, sure. a movie that's just gonna have like immature, dumb humor, and I respect kids more. And I think kids know a good movie like they want a good story to connect with, so that the humor will be connected too. Like I recently saw that. Is it Luca? On, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which is that pretty good? I really enjoyed it, and I cried like multiple times. And I was like, I know exactly what you're doing to me, Disney, Pixar. I know ex- what recipes you're stirring up, and it works because you're like, okay, let's let's have this fantastical, fun kind of comedy, but with like things that kids are smart enough to parcel yeah. out. Like I don't think is like. Uh, oh, you know, you could watch Wally, and the adults will get the adult vibes, and the kids will get like kids we'll get are smart enough stuff. to know everything. Like, and when, like when I watch, stick with them. Well, like when you're watching like the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, the Nazis are the bad guys. Got it? Yeah, like, exactly. I know what the Nazi like. Fun. You know the threat, or I, you should, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I think that this one's just like inoffensive. Like, it's not like a movie yeah. like. The Cats and Dogs movie, or whatever, Garfield the movie, like, these really shitty things for kids. Like, this one kind of respects the audience more. I loved Cats and Dogs when I was a kid. Actually, that's that's a fun question. Uh, What's the movie you think is probably the worst movie you loved as a kid? For me, I'm going to go out and say Baby Genius. Spaceballs? I loved Baby Geniuses. That's with the movie. I don't remember that movie. It's babies where they made the mouths move so that they're talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. They did like a- and John Voight is in it for some reason. Uh, oh, they made wow. like Was this like pre or post? Um, look who's talking. It's post. It's like 1998. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, does it have like- to be a kid's okay. movie or does it just have to be a movie that you loved as a kid that probably hasn't held up? I think either's fine. Okay. But I think kids' movies would be more applicable uh, e. for this. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> right. I just, the babies, I think they hit a bunch of people in the nuts, and I thought that was the funniest thing ever. I watched that movie <laughs> probably 20 times. Uh, Day out. Uh-uh. It's, it's part like. Of it. It's a John Hughes wrote it, and it's like this baby that gets lost in like the city, uh, like Manhattan, and Joe Montaigne and someone else are trying to like capture and like kidnap. It's like kidnapped a baby, and the baby's like doing things around the city and shit. And mm-hmm. I loved it as a kid, but I'm too terrified to watch it because it looks like it's most likely a dog shit movie. I forget uh, where. I think it's India. That movie is huge. That movie, really? it was somewhere in Southeast Asia where it caught on and it ended up playing for over a year straight. It is the, I think it actually holds the record for longest 
single film uh, at a theatrical showing of a theater. Uh, I mean, other than oh my God. like like multiple theaters, because we have a theater. Do you here think and... that's why James Cameron is such an asshole? Like he's <laughs> never gonna crack that code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, he's never gonna break the baby stay out. It's like that's uh, really maybe it's like his rosebud. I don't remember the exact record uh, because we have a theater here that's played Rocky Horror Picture Show for like thirty years. Um, I but know, I guess that's not every day. Always, yeah. That's but like it's like on his deathbed, it's just like a clipping of that is like his rosebud where they're like, what is, what's this obscure thing about Baby Stay Out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, Baby Stay Out like the DVD and <laughs> drops it on. <laughs> I think Baby the worst movie out. that I loved as a kid, I don't know if it's strictly a kid's movie, because I keep trying to think of movies that like were for kids, but I watched a lot of like science fiction and shit as a kid. But the worst one I could think of is, have you guys ever seen The Guyver? Oh, with Mark Hamill? Is, no, is that it, it's Hamill? like who is that guy? Wait, the I've TV seen show? it. Maca- MacGyver, no. like the TV show with no the Guyver. It's the like Guyver, bio, with, like bio organic armor thing. It's based on an anime, which I didn't know until I was oh, older. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, uh, it's it, yeah. Mark Hamill's in it. He is. Uh, oh shit! I didn't know that. Wow. According to my quick Google search, uh, it's better now. Let's see. That's uh, the worst one I can think of. I love The Guyver and The Guyver too. I watched both of them a whole bunch dude, as a kid. The Guyver is something. Adult? No. I haven't seen it you in know, probably 20 years. <laughs> do, do you have one, Evan? I, I'm i trying to think, and I'm sure there is one, but I, I don't know. Maybe Did I'll... you watch like the Ernest movies when you were a kid? There it is, like, Paco. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, I, love I, the I watched the Halloween one. Like, those I loved. The Halloween one especially. It, it scared me too much. Dude, the I, Halloween like one scared me for like a Earth decade. A I was literally oh, scared is that like, to look the, under my uh, bed. Ernest in Jail one? Yeah, where he plays a bad guy. Uh, yeah, I, I put on the Halloween one last Halloween for my, my partner and I. And I shut it off because I was embarrassed. I was like, she's not laughing. This is, like, if I'm by myself, I would be embarrassed. Now this is doubly so, because I'm like, yeah, I swear, like, there's a troll, and it's scary. <laughs> and it's like, hey, Vern. Just give it 50 intense. minutes. It's like, you're talking to someone who was, like, not even born yet when Jim Varney was doing Ernest. Yeah. So I'm just hey, like. Slinky from Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But uh, You know yeah, the, uh, I'm, the story behind that, right? Ernest was like a regional car salesman uh, character. <laughs> and like somebody liked it enough that they were like, let's make this let's character make a, a movie. Yeah, like, it's, it's like Pee Wee Herman thing. The way he talks to camera, like Vern, this imaginary character, isn't he trying to sell them something? Like, hey, Vern. don't go yet, Vern. Like, here, I, you check out this car. And I'm like, yeah, this movie. It's something like that, yeah. I swear, just follow. Yeah, I know it's 50 minutes in, but we can get we can get the movie up and going. It'll get funny eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, actually, okay, I, I I can think of it now. The Flintstones movie, I love. Oh hell as a yeah, kid. dude! Oh, and now yeah, I try to yeah, rewatch dude. it, and uh, it's it's hard. not. No, Kyle MacLachlan, that was a trip. I I know, I forget about that. It's fucking. It's got a great cast. Isn't Halle but Berry it's a in Flintstones that? Live yeah, Halle Berry movie. is like the secretary, or maybe the femme fatale, because she she's a bad as, guy. She right? She's the one where she's like. She's, if I remember correctly, charming, 
and seems like the good guy, but ends up being the bad guy. But I think maybe is redeemed at the end. I don't remember. Okay, this is going to be our next commentary, guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be watching watch the Flintstones. Because that's not a Spielberg. Like, he produced it, but I wonder who directed it. That, see, that feel like that was an Amblin Entertainment thing or something. I, I remember also going to see... Viva Viva Rock mm. Vegas in yep, theaters I saw when that came out. I was like, cool, sequel. Theaters. That was the worst Didn't, like, thing Didn't, like, a Baldwin ever. replace Rick Moranis as Barney so. yeah, or yeah. something? It was Steven. Steven. Oh, you know it was Steven, <laughs> dude. Who else would it be? Yeah. <laughs> Brian LeVant directed a sequel the first <laughs> one. Uh, he is the director of such films as Flintstones, Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas, Jingle All the Way, uh, the Spy oh, Next Door with Jackie Chan. Um, oh, yeah. oh, I forgot about that movie. And, and an announced upcoming Police Academy movie. So oh, Wait, that's it? I, I didn't know they were rebooting Police Academy. Another, uh, yeah, this is the perfect time for it to come out, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof, wow. I hope they involve owls in Bob it. Bobcat yeah. the gold plate accidentally kills somebody. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> okay, speaking of owls, though, maybe we but, should do uh, saving face. Yeah, I think okay. we talked mm. enough about. Yeah, do gonna... we, is there anything else in, interesting about the owls movie that you guys want to bring? There is literally nothing interesting about this movie. <laughs> Paco, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> so, I, I, I did I, research. I, think... I was like, there has to be some grain, something I can latch onto. But no, this movie I, has nothing interesting. I dig the world building, and I I like like yeah I do too. I'm the kind of person who like you know when when like in the Lord of the Rings when they go through the river and they see the gates like with mm. the with the statues mm, yeah like yeah. that kind of like monoliths from like an ancient civilization like it's not really important to me how they were built I just like the history there and so I really appreciated that aspect about this film. Uh, and it was a lived-in world. Yeah, exactly, and. and uh, like the the, you know, like they're 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 blacksmithing talons to use as weapons. There were some of the owls used yeah, like sticks and stuff. There's all these like combat styles. Like there's clearly like a lot of uh, interesting world building going on here, but it so little of that's being showcased because they're trying to tell this like really character driven story. But I think that what really stands out is actually uh, this world. You know, there's there's an uh, echidna that's like a, a mystic. I mean, there's all these like, or, or yeah. is it an antique yeah. or God. something? I don't remember what animal it was. It's an echidna. Okay. God, that yeah. fucking I predicted. It's cool. <laughs> I and 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 the it's crows cute. are like his friends. Like, yeah. I like the crows. The crows I, I, are cool. I didn't mind it. I I, I I agree with Terry that like the um the world building was interesting enough. I do like how they. They started off with Soren telling this, like, you know, he, he's playing with his baby sister, like, the story of Metal Beak, and you're like, ooh, this must be some, you know, some little history that it's a myth that they tell their kids, mm-hmm. and they're just playing along with it, and then it ends up, like, becoming a true thing, and then eventually, as the movie goes on, it reveals who, was it, um, something of Keel? Lies of Keel. Um, Lies of Keel. Yeah, Lies of Keel. He's he's the hero and Metal Beak's the bad guy, and eventually you learn that like all this stuff was actually true, and they're now being a part of the essentially it's kind of like a you know like a first age second age thing with like Jared Tolkien stuff where it's like this this crazy myth happened, and now you're a part of the continuation of that. Yeah, and it, I, it's I a coming really of age story that. in the best kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like it's not it's definitely they're not having to create story. that as they go along. 
it's already sort of set in there and it's already like you were saying terry like it's kind of a lived in world enough as it is and then they're just playing another part for i don't know i don't i'm just rambling but like i i did appreciate that i did no appreciate i that. I, it's like, I think oh, you're cool, right to point is... that out because you feel like the the events of the movie are going to be another footnote in the history and they're now that they're the ones uh who are taking up the mantle because like Lies of Kiel is yeah. like largely retired. Uh, like that battle was probably his last one. He's going to pass on his yeah. training and his and he's expertise. Yeah. Well, and it's also. I mean, isn't that isn't that Jeffrey Rush as well? I mean. Yeah. I oh, he's so good in it. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. Jeffrey Rush so much. So yeah. Th- speaking of which, let's get to saving face. Saving face. Saving. All right. Anyway. I guess well, I'll get us started. My... Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, let's have Paco go. I'm going to choose Helen Mirren as... Uh, oh, yeah. She was the character who I felt most... felt realistic. She gave uh, me the biggest boner. I was around... Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, give me the Jason biggest boner. Uh, but if I was around a bunch of annoying kids too, I would make them look at the moon to shut up. Uh, and, uh, and so like, I don't know. I felt like she embodied her character really well. Uh, and obviously yeah. voice acting is a completely different thing, but she's just like an all around professional and she does. The, yeah. Like, like she could have phoned villain. it in so well uh she fucking rules i will say go evan well i was i was to kind of go off what you're saying like she's helen fucking mirin by this point she'd already been in hollywood as well not necessarily hollywood but but been in the game as a stage actor a film actor television actor for decades and a lot of the times Actors can just phone that shit in. Like, I'm sorry to say, but Christian Bell sort of phoning it in as Howl in Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people can argue that, like, he, he does it well, it works for it, his little Batman thing, his, like, the way he plays the moody character is great. But I feel like he's kind of, like, phoning it in. And in this instant, you get a legend like Helen Mirren, who actually is convincing in playing that character, playing that, like, nasty villain who's like yeah she's she's the queen nazi she's she's the ava braun to his hitler oh yeah 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 she's yeah she's like the ava braun she's incredibly she's white and blonde she has you know she's (laughs) intelligent she has good ideas she's just like ava braun yeah (laughs) but um yeah i i agree with paco but that's not my choice my choice is uh david wenham as the um digger the um mm. the digging owls like I was looking up like what kind of owl that is and it's a real thing they they use their you know their um, talons and claws to dig holes and stuff like that um and I thought he was really cute he's kind of just I think it's it's mainly the animation too I think you can 
chalk up a lot of like the characteristics to the animation. They do mm. a really good job of doing expressive things or like the the pupils on the um owl's eyes would like yeah expand and contract like to convey like the particular emotion. It's it's really well done, but David Wenham of like everything I've seen him in, I didn't hear him in this role. He just kind of like melts into that little weird like you know, frantic little guy who's just kind of like, he's he's kind of cute. He's kind of dumb. I really appreciated his um, his his part in that. And it's also kind of cool because after after coming off of three hundred and seeing right. David Wenham, because I associate him with like Faramir and everything, or as um, the friar in the fucking Hugh Jackman Van Helsing movie. <laughs> um, Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, like speaking of bad movies from our past. Speaking of bad movies, but he's fucking awesome in that movie too. It's like I, I don't saw know. that in the theaters too. It's yeah, he's same a- for my birthday. Can you pack some baby? Uh, I just again, Dave Wenham. I think he does a really good job, just as a voice actor in that. I think he's kind of underrated. I'd like to see him in more stuff. I I agree. Stuff. Snyder has given me a new appreciation for his skills. I, I will agree with that. That's true. But uh, what about you, Jason? I uh, Speaking of hot takes, I think I loved uh, Helen Mirren, of course, but uh, Jim Sturgis as uh, Soren. I feel like yeah, as, our, as our main character uh, to go through this entire story, his idealism is never chiseled away, and his ability to perform this kind of um, forgiving sweet character that really shouldn't give his brother this many chances and like it it should take care of himself but is always looking after others that are less it's just like his performance with the little the little one like the sister surrogate I forgot her uh, oh no dude they were shipping are you kidding me he wanted in on that what? That's what? totally not the vibe I got. But... What are you no. talking about? What? No, sister. No, he was really? totally. Am I crazy? The the little owl that he took on that he was protecting. No, he was into her. Oh that no, wasn't no, no, no. Sister. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought what? you were talking about his little sister. I no. I like as a sister role. Like a, oh. like I didn't think they were romantic. At all. I, I did not get a romantic vibe. I didn't get that at all. I totally get a romantic vibe. If they don't get together in a later book, I would be so surprised. I kind of got it in like. On a writing standpoint, I feel like they were meant to be because there's also like a scene where they get to Cahul, and there's that like one other owl. Yeah, yeah, the other, the other like hot female cool owl, Sorn, and like, yeah, and she like, um, I forget her name. She's an elf owl. They're they're, they're these little, um, smaller owls. She kind of gets she, jealous vibes, you know, about like, really? hey, I want to be yeah, with Sorn. And you I see totally it like in her face. That. She's like, she kind of gets angry that like Sorn's given this other owl some more attention and then that's never discussed again they just drop it right there i thought that was more of just like attention like the i didn't view that at all as romantic i viewed it as like sharing someone like you're with your brother or your sister that's interesting that's interesting i don't know i read it totally differently they definitely don't go there i feel like but i do feel like the movie is trying to present those two characters as being romantic ties I, I Even though they don't, in the end, kiddo. become romantically involved no, or anything No, they're the like same that, age. Which I think they're, is a good thing. But. They're all adolescent owls, like, right before they learn how to fully fly. So they're all yeah, basically the same true. age. 
Okay, let's and he's already got a little sister. But anyway. Okay, well, fuck Jim Sturgis. Uh, <laughs> no, go, that's not. Go ahead. I'm kidding. Sorry. Terry, what about you? I agree, Jeff. Uh, my, my, it's Jeffrey Rush uh, as, as yeah. a rib or, or uh, Lies of Keel, uh, his real name. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a he's sucker so for, like, the crusty old warrior who hides their identity. Like, the, the guy who just yells at everyone, uh, but everyone knows that, like, when they pick up their sword, they whoop ass and, like... Like the there's this like whole epic yeah dude there's this whole epic battle going on around fine. and all this stuff's going on and then in the background just like Obi Wan and Vader it's Lies of Keel and Iron yeah. Beak and that fight <laughs> dude, kicks yeah, ass it's fucking sweet it's like probably the best fight in the movie and like it's it's animated well and like say what you will about Snyder he knows how to animate action sequences and it is good watching owls try to kick each other with metal talons is fucking metal I dig it <laughs> and use their wings to like clip him off too yeah like, there, there are a couple scenes where it's like they fucking like deck him with their wing as they're flying well or, and like the, the point the, um, is to like like break their wings and shit them. too it's really brutal like yeah yeah especially how the um uh the one of two characters that um uh what's the face uh, hugo weaving plays he's the one that like teaches them how to fly so that they can escape uh soren and oh yeah what's her face the elf owl and like yeah there's that whole fight between him and Ellen Mirren's character and he like his his wing gets broken but he still is fucking fighting it's really good yeah it, it's good and and so that's why I, I'm like I was saying I'm a sucker for the old old warrior and Jeffrey Rush really sells it I, I was yeah. not gonna lie like through through like that whole last battle sequence I was like really sure that they were gonna kill him off and then it was gonna go that way and I'm, I was pleased yeah, that same. it didn't happen but part of me feels like if they really wanted to hammer the like sort of message like the passing of the torch they should have killed him like from a writing standpoint yeah mm-hmm. that's why i thought it would go that way because that was like that's not necessarily tropey it just seems right exactly because then soren is supposed to be kind of like the next he is the one yeah. who would be the next lies of keel in a but way. i think that kind of falls into like your criticism paco is that it just like i mean it's it's tropey but it also fits no i you, but you're right it, like the easy things that are teed up the movie does kind of miss and i think that is a failing of it uh I, I, like technically in addition to it just being like not the best movie ever made as well yeah which yeah. is i mean we didn't expect that <laughs> No, I, it was better than I expected. I expected it to be awful, and I, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. So, like, I'll take that. And I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I'll take this it. This is a win. <laughs> this is actually a win in Snyder before we get to just wanting to smash our heads into the wall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, almost everything from here on out is superheroes. And... I like it more knowing that you didn't enjoy a Paco. <laughs> there's, there's something that needs to be said about that. I'm so sorry, but it's just there's something about you watching this. And the, you <laughs> should have totally seen me. Thought you would uh, appreciate my this. partner was just uh, watching me go like, are you fucking serious? Like, fuck, really? Uh, Dude, you're describing my movie. experience watching Watchmen, man. I felt like I that's what I felt like watching Watchmen. Yeah, it's very God. true. Well, Terry, who really watches the Watchmen? Shut up. The Guardians of the Good <laughs> Yeah, the Guardians, Yeah, the baby. Night Owl. There's an owl theme, apparently. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he does love Who doesn't, though? Like, I was really hoping that you would get Archimedes from Sword in the Stone in this. Well, would you be surprised if Snyder was like, hey, it's about owls, and I just directed a movie with a guy named I- Night Owl? Like, would you be surprised if that's how he got this movie? Like, <laughs> no. I wouldn't. 
No. Well, that's the thing. Okay, I, I was so curious, like, why he decided on this series of children's books or like well, I think he just read the it, stories. He read these. I think to his the kids, kids I think. his kids okay. enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I thought it was like I thought I read something where it was like he watched like a documentary, or like a nature mo- documentary on owls, and was like, "That's sweet." And then was like, "Oh, there's a like franchise on owls. I'm I think gonna they, make a movie out of I that. Think make they it cool." Ha- they helped him with his phonics through NYU. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I have a personal connection. I forgot about that. The Purdue Owls? Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> per who? All right. Yes. Do we have I have any, uh, been like. Final thoughts on this one? Well, my final thought is that I now use the owl emoji in almost every uh, text I give. <laughs> unless, you don't, unless you don't use an iPhone, I can't use it in the group chat. But everyone else, if somebody is like talking about somebody I don't know, uh, I put an owl emoji with a question mark. And, and you should get a talon tattoo like across your finger, Dude, like up I want your finger to look like a talon. I I want an Archimedes tattoo of him all puffed up, being like, being like, like when he's in water. Oh yeah. Or when he's getting poked by Merlin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no! In his, in his no, little no, no. Uh, uh, house. Yeah, little, exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I fucking love it. Totally my, unrelated. Oh. Anyway, but uh, if we're doing tangents, Evan, have you seen anything about the Green Knight? The section where we do tangents. <laughs> if we're doing tangents. <laughs> if we're doing them, have you seen anything okay. about the Green Knight? It looks interesting. Oh, dude, I really want to see that. It comes out in like a week and a half. We should go see it. Uh huh. We should go see it. I would love to go see that. It looks really good. I I don't know anything about the director, or like what other movies he's done. I mean, I I've, I've looked up what other movies, but I've never seen any of it. And so I'm really curious. But it looks really cool. Apparently, it draws closer to like the pre uh, Norman mythology, and it's almost like uh, it's Norman like. Bates? Yeah, and there's some like pagan influences in it. It look, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, cool, yeah, no, no, yeah. There's like uh, the little bit of history on it. I guess like cool part that I was learning recently is like J.R.R. Tolkien was one of the like only people to translate, um, uh, translate the story. I guess or like find it. There's only like only one or a couple known copies because some. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's pre the Norman like really hard invasion, to find. Uh, which is harder to like. Yeah, source shit for. Yeah, yeah, and so it just the the history of it sounds really really interesting to me, and also that J.R.R. Tolkien was one of those who is known to have, I guess, translated or like. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, it's just he's cool. he's never been known to tell Plus, a boring love story, shit. so it's probably fine. You almost sounded sarcastic yeah. in that, but I know I you're not. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure where you were going with that one. I'm <laughs> yeah. super confused. Dude, your phonetics were I'm like... What a, what like very yeah, what a final thought there, Paco. Your final thought is, I don't know if I like J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, oh, my yeah, final dude. thought is, he tells boring stories. Shut up. One of those, they throw something in and then walk again, so... My final thought... Anthony Hopkins doesn't know how to act with his face. <laughs> <laughs> but with his ass. 
<laughs> My final thought. There's a reason J.R.R. Token was not discovered for 20 years after publishing. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Ouch. That Well, that is yeah. also like... That is to say, didn't... Um, uh, fucking Van Gogh not to get... He got discovered posthumously. Yeah, yeah like he. Really, yeah, and like it's like it's a Paco, please. We have international. All right, listeners. all right. That's I'm. I'm yeah, the French end of this. You're overruled. You are gonna get so much hate mail about this. Paco. I can't even believe that. Yes, yeah, right, send give your me emails to Tours at gmail dot com, yeah. and put in the subject line Paco. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me something else. Just Paco. Uh, mm. Yeah. The Constitution. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can agree with I would have written but... it differently. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys could have used a couple ads. It's, it's almost what a boring by story. God. It is one of the best, finest, paramount... Speaking of written by God, I have glance. some notes on the Torah, the Koran, and the Bible. Uh, <laughs> I will be getting into them in a separate podcast. <laughs> it's, that'd be on our Patreon, so look for that. Yeah. Paco's uh, right. Corner... We will be back next week to talk Sucker Punch. Catch later, Parkheads. Alright, Fartheads. (laughs)